Hello, and welcome to Food Plus Freedom Podcast, a podcast and website for freedom-loving people, where you get solutions to feeding your family and finding supplies without always needing big government, big business, or big agriculture. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, visit our website, foodplusfreedom.com, for more podcasts and articles. Hello, I'm Janet Davis. Today is September 12th, 2023. This is episode three, The Truth and Myths of Saving Seeds. Thanks for joining me. Don't forget to listen to the end for your info tip of the day. Now, on with the show. Before we see how many seed myths we can bust, I want to impress upon you to save all of your seeds. With that said, if you are saving seeds from something that is not organic, you're going to be passing on genetically modified and sprayed seeds. However, these seeds are better than no seeds. So if you're buying organic peppers from the store, save your seeds. If you're buying seeds from the farmer's market where they don't spray them and they're not genetically changed in any form, save your seeds. You want to really save seeds of heirloom and organic or heritage, but we'll get into that later. So let's see how many myths can we bust about saving seeds. Myth number one, not every living thing reproduces. Hmm, let's think about this one. If every, leaf, if every living thing didn't reproduce, there wouldn't be that living thing past the current living thing. Yeah, we just kind of want a word salad. But basically, if it doesn't reproduce itself, it wouldn't be here now. And if it is here now, it won't be here later. This means every living thing has its own way of reproducing, which includes your fruits, vegetables, and herbs. Myth number two. All things with seeds reproduce best from the seed. Everything has a seed, but doesn't always start from a seed. For instance, strawberries. They have seeds on the outside of the fruit, but they reproduce best from the mother plant sending off a runner, which roots and creates another identical strawberry plant. Yes, you can plant the seeds from the strawberry, but since most strawberry plants were made in the 1970s by Cornell University, they're hybrids. I didn't say genetically bioengineered. They were crossed semi-naturally. They didn't change the genetics. But they did make them so that the seeds do not grow very well. We've tried it several times. We've never been successful. If somebody has been successful, please let us know. We want to hear about it. So the best way to grow strawberry plants is not from a seed but from a runner. Myth three, it's dangerous to save seeds. This is far from the truth on so many levels. At the beginning of the growing season, I heard on the radio an ad encouraging people not to use save seeds and to only purchase from government-recognized companies. Hmm. No, Not only is this false, but 
it's a lot of BS, as we call good old propaganda. Scientifically, when you grow a seed in your yard or in your neighbor's yard or in your environment, that seed gives off fruit and that plant in that seed and those genetics, they remember how they were grown and they remember your soil. So if you planted, let's say, I don't know, a zucchini plant and it grew really, really well and then you saved some seeds from the seeds that grew your zucchini plants and you planted them again, they're going to cross again and they're going to become stronger for your area. The good old government wants seed companies to send them their seeds in the guise that they need to be tested so that they are the approved rate for growing. But in truth, they are being held in seed banks. There's several of them in the United States. One's at Texas and AMM, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But there is one at Cornell University in New York. And I can only guess why they're doing this. But no, you don't need to have your seeds tested. You want to know how well your seeds are going to grow? Take 10 of them, get them to sprout, and you can see how well your seeds will sprout. So this is definitely not true at all. The best seeds are the seeds that are grown in your area and are passed down from generation to generation to generation. Myth number four, it's illegal to save seeds. I actually had somebody tell me this. And I asked them, where did you get that information? And they didn't give me any. If you're buying seeds that have a patent, this is where it could be different. Don't buy them. Why? Because most likely they're genetically altered at some point. Universities like Cornell and Texas A&M, they create seeds through hybriding and genetic modifying since the 70s. They use a machine called a CRISPR, where they literally take out part of the genetics to change the plant. The only way you can actually put a patent on something is if you control the genetics. In my mind, the only way you can control the genetics is if you've created them. Because when you naturally evolve something over time, it keeps changing. It gets more stable and changes. But when you control it, you genetically engineer it, GMO it, then you can patent it. For example, I was looking for a shrub. It didn't have a normal name, but a number like a scientific number. The shrub was supposed to be for the rabbits. And I discovered that it was created by Cornell, and it had this name. And when I contacted the company, it said right on their website that these shrubs could not be propagated and sold because they they were owned by Cornell and that it was legal because they had it patented. So don't buy it. If it's genetically modified, don't buy it anyhow. If it has a patent, don't buy it. So yeah, it's not illegal to save seeds. It may be illegal to sell anything that's genetically modified, but you don't want them anywhere. Myth number five. Seeds have to be organic, open-pollinated, 
heirloom. Well, that would be ideal. Let's explain these terms first. Organic means that they have not been sprayed with pesticide. They are not genetically modified. And when I say pesticides, they say synthetic pesticides. Open pollinated means that when they get pollinated, the bee can go from one place to another and they carry the pollen and the, the, the flowers themselves are open to being pollinated. That's the best way I know how to explain it. Heirloom means they're an old seed or an old variety. I've discovered that older varieties are normally open pollinated, but they're better because they haven't been messed with by man. They've been changed by nature depending on where they're being grown, who's growing them, and what's growing near them. Yeah, that would be perfect if we could always save those seeds, but we can't. These days, most organic farms that I have been familiar with do not grow open pollinated heirloom seeds. In fact, they do not save their seeds at all, and if they do, it's just a very minute amount. They buy seeds year after year that are called hybrids or F1 seeds. What this means is that they have a seed that's been crossed naturally, but in that crossing, it has different genetics, which means if you take the seeds out of an F1 or a hybrid plant and you plant them, you will get something that resembles either the mother or the father plant or a combination of the two. We did this last year with some seeds from an organic farm. We planted about 10 of them just to see what we get, and none of the plants looked the same. All of the fruit was gorgeous. It tasted great. It was off of um, a squash. We decided that we didn't like the squash well enough to keep playing with it, but it was a huge example and experiment to show that, yes, you could save the seeds, from this hybrid or F1 seed, but you really didn't know what you were going to get. If you do save seeds from um, a genetically modified seed, which isn't a good idea just because of all their patents, you're going to get the genetic modification, and you don't want that in your soil. You don't want that in your body either. One more note on saving seeds. You really, really want to save seeds and give them to your friends. Why? Because the more seeds we have out there that are saved and given away, the harder it is for these seeds to disappear. And I mean save them and give them away. Give them to your friends in Virginia, in Vermont, in Alaska, in Arizona, where Ever they may be, stick them in an envelope and mail into them. You know, the only weary part I have about mailing is that during the pandemic, the post office was radiating the mail, which had some adverse effects on seeds. People were reporting very low seed. So the best thing is to hand them off. But you really want to save them and you can hand them off. And there is one more reason you want to save seeds. If you have chickens and you save them and you dry them out, 
They're really good for them. They're good for the pigs too, if you have that, but they're also pretty tasty for you. And lastly, when you're saving seeds, you can use them as microgreens and have seeds for yourself through the winter to grow microgreens. All right, myth number six. Seeds are only good for one year. This is a myth. This is a marketing scheme. Basically, companies that sell seeds do not want you to hold your seeds from year to year. In fact, they don't want you to save seeds either. So they say these are for the growing season. I believe, and don't quote me on this because I haven't looked in a while, but according to the USDA, all seed companies have to have their seeds tested by an approved university, normally, and get the approved percentage, I think it's like 72% on up, depending on what seed you're growing. It's different for wheat than fruit, etc. And they have nine months to sell the seeds from that test. After that nine months, they have to do another test in order to sell them as viable seeds. So seeds only being good for one year is really so that the government can get more money and that marketing can make you buy seeds every year. I have personally planted and grown successfully seeds that were five years old. I used to have this bag that we called the mystery seed bag. And we would throw any seeds that were laying around into that bag. And we would just add to it. We didn't know what seeds they were. We didn't know what year they were. And we would pass it around to different people. They would take seeds, they'd throw them in their garden. We have no idea how old those seeds were. Now, it's not a myth that you do need to store your seeds in certain manners. And storage de is dependent upon what seed it is. And yes, we will have a podcast on that and stuff on the website on how to save seeds. So myth number seven. You can only grow seeds or plants where the charts tell you you can grow them. You know, if you look on the back of a seed package or you look in those books and it says you are in zone five or two or one. Yes, certain food grows better in certain areas. For instance, jicamas take 108 days to grow to 180 days. If your grow season is only 55, it makes it really difficult to grow jicama. However, you can plant jicama in pots, start them inside in the winter, finish them outside in the pots, and you will get jicama. It's a lot more work, but you can do it. You can grow in pots of almost anything. You can also add hoops on top of them. You can add plastic on top of them. You can create a greenhouse. You can create different microclimates within your own garden. And then remember, save those seeds because they're more used to your area for growing for the following year. Myth number eight. 
you can't plant whole food. And what I mean by this, you can't take just a pepper or a tomato and throw it in your garden and be done. Yes, you can. Especially with tomatoes. I have a friend of mine who just yesterday told me that she no longer plants cherry tomato plants because years ago she didn't clean out her cherry tomato area. When they came out the next year to clean it up, there were cherry tomato plants growing. So now every year they clean out around the cherry tomatoes. They take the ones out that are too many because you will get bunches of them. They won't all live. And then she lets the strong ones go and voila, she has cherry tomatoes. You can plant the whole food. You can slice the food also like cucumbers. If you get a cucumber at the store that you really like and it's planting season, go ahead and try to plant a silver sliver of it. You can do it. Myth number nine, you can't grow fruit trees from pits. The pit of a fruit tree, like an apple, an orange, a peach, a nectarine, that is the seed. And you can, but you have to do something called stratification. Say that three times fast. And that's where you take it and you stick it in the refrigerator or in a cold climate for three to four months. Whenever you're doing something with a seed, try to emulate what would happen in nature. Apples are normally grown in cooler climate. Yes, we see apples everywhere, but normally they're grown in cooler climate, which means if you take some seeds out, you want to make sure they go into the freezer for three to four months, emulating a frost like they have on the East Coast or in the mountains. And then they will grow. They grow very slowly and it takes quite a bit of time. But you can grow fruit trees from your seeds. And a last bonus, myth number 10, which actually has nothing to do with seeds. It has to do with what we call cloning. And that is where you take a cutting of something, a berry plant, a tomato, almost any plant. The only plant I haven't been able to do it with has been cucumber plants and zucchini plants because they're open. But you take a piece of that plant, you put it in water. I like to stir the water or put some peroxide in it to get it bubbly. And you let it sit. And then you change the water every few days so it's fresh and you will have a new plant. That's why it's called cloning. It is a clone. It's identical to the plant that you took it from. Why you might want to do this? There's a lot of different reasons why. But when you learn to do sweet potatoes, it's one of the best ways to do it. If you have tomatoes, but you only have a couple seeds, it's a good way to save your seeds. So that you have enough to grow now, and then you have saved seeds for the following year. We've now busted nine myths about saving seeds and given you a few tips on growing some of them. Don't forget, your homework for the day is to save seeds. Save them from anything that you're eating. More specifically, try to eat everything organic or grown in a manner that is organic, non-GMO, and save them. If you have friends giving you cucumbers, save them. Save your seeds so that you have them for the next year.
If you've heard of other myths or you have questions, please contact us at support at foodplusfreedom.com. We'll, we'll answer your questions. Thanks for listening. We have a new podcast out every Tuesday and Thursday. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. You can find more information on our website at foodplusfreedom.com, on Twitter and Truth Social at foodplusfreedom, podbean, foodplusfreedom.podbean.com, telegram at food underscored plus underscored freedom. If you have any other tips or questions, don't hesitate to email us. Again, our email is support at foodplusfreedom.com. If we use it on the air, we will give you credit. If you let us, hang tight for the tip of today. Did you know that companies treat seeds and they don't actually tell you? So what a treated seed is, it's a seed normally corn, but I've seen peas have it too, that's been treated with a chemical so that they do not dissolve in the ground and so that pests, birds, bugs don't want to eat it. Right on the package it says that these seeds are not for human or animal consumption, only what you've grown from them should be eaten. Let's think of that a second. If you can't eat the seed you're planting, why do you want to eat the food that's coming from it? But how do you know if you have one of these packages? Well, it should be marked on the package. And if they are organic, they should not have the problem. But over the last couple years, I've run into packages that look identical to my organic packages except for a teeny tiny thing at the bottom that says organic or a teeny tiny thing that says treated. What makes them obvious is the seeds are not a normal color. And I'm not talking about a purple bean that is a bean color, a green instead of purple then turns purple and vice versa. I'm talking about corn that looks like it has dye on it because it does and it's pink or purple, but it's definitely not corn color. I've seen it in peas, I've seen it in corn. I'm sure there's other ones out there as well. So your tip info of the day is if you go to plant some seeds and they are not the right color or they have been treated, don't plant them. They will put chemicals into your body and it'll put chemicals into your soil that is very difficult to get rid of. Now you know. Have a great day. Remember, whoever owns your food owns you. Grow food, buy local, and be free. Until next time. (laughs) 